Kristen, and you're listening to Podcast and Amplify, a podcast for women entrepreneurs who want to amplify their voice and brand through podcasting and grow a wildly successful business. I'm the executive producer and host of two shows and an entrepreneur, and I love helping women grow their visibility, mindset, and business to the next level. Each week, I share tips on how to launch and leverage your podcast, and I'm bringing on the very best business leaders to give you advice on how to build your business empire. Let's amplify your voice and business. So welcome back to Podcast and Amplify. Today, I'm speaking with Stacy Ruth. She's an acclaimed marketer, entrepreneur, minister, and an award-winning author with two multi-million dollar agencies. And she's been acknowledged as one of the top 50 entrepreneurs in Atlanta, and also twice as one of the top 100 quote unquote it agencies by Experiential Marketer Magazine. So Stacy is obviously a real powerhouse and I was so excited to have her on the show, to invite her on because she's been doing some work around intuition. And to me, that's a really exciting topic and something that I think I do operate from an intuitive place. And I know a lot of us women do, and, and it helps us in our business um, and our lives. So Stacy, thank you for being here. And I'm excited to talk to you about this really, I think, important topic. Absolutely. Thank you. It's actually one of my favorite topics. And I'm writing my second book all about using intuition in business. So it's, uh, it's, it's really very timely. There's a lot of research right now that is coming to light about how not just women, <laughs> but everyone is making decisions intuitively and may not even know it. I love that. And I can't wait to get my hands on this book. Me too. I'm working on it. Yeah. As I hear writing a book is quite the struggle, but I, <laughs> when you do it about something that you're you know, interested in, I'm sure it, it helps with that struggle. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, I, we all do have our intuition and, mm -hmm. and we all, you know, man or woman, something that we can tap into. Mm -hmm. So I want to start off by talking about why some of us might have a hard time listening to it. Mm -hmm. I think some of us have an easier time than others, right? but what, what are the kinds of things that can hold us back from valuing it, mm -hmm. our intuition and listening to it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's a number of things at play. Majority of us don't have a clear understanding of what our intuition actually is. And it wasn't even until just recently that scientists found ways to measure it. So this is all kind of like breaking, um, breaking science right now. Neuroscience wow. is really um, uh, making some tremendous strides right now. And it's, you know, very exciting. Uh, a lot of us don't know the difference between intuition, instinct, uh, just a, a emotion about something. And so we don't recognize what the real true intuitive guidance is that's coming up for us. So that's one. Okay. And then the second thing that a lot of people really struggle with, with intuition is that they do not trust it. So we all have that 2020 hindsight 
where we had that flash of we should talk to someone or we should do something and we ignore it. And then we remember that we had that insight later. So society teaches us that that's not a trustworthy source of information because we don't know how we know. So what I'm suggesting is that the problem number two is that society doesn't value intuition highly yet. I think it's learning, but it doesn't value it yet. And then the third reason that we don't trust it is because other people and their opinions and what they tell us is right or wrong, we tend to give more weight to that than we do to our own inner wisdom. Mm, so it's kind of like we're giving our power away a little bit to others. Yes, we give our power away. We don't understand what it is we're really looking for. And then we uh, don't trust it because of society's bias. So all of those things kind of come into play. And, um, and, and that not understanding it, I think, is the big part because we don't know how to recognize it and tap it on demand and then trust it because society doesn't teach us how to do that. Right. And the way you said it earlier about like we don't really know what it is, like we can't quite put our finger on mm -hmm. it. It's not tangible, mm -hmm. still very strong feeling. But I think you're right. It's the fact that like you can't hold it in your hand, right? You can't see it. And so that takes a little bit more faith or trust. And, and that can be hard for people. Mm -hmm. um, I want to go back to you. You talked about different ideas of like, what is intuition versus, yeah. Can you define that a little bit? Absolutely. <laughs> well, intuition is that knowing without knowing how we know. Okay. All right. So <laughs> yes. it's not an instinct. An instinct is you see an oncoming car and you get out of the road, right? Okay. That's a, that's a reaction to a uh, stimulus, right? right? Um, and then there's that other reaction, that emotional reaction to things that we get super excited or super afraid of taking a particular action. That's not intuition either. That's our emotional ego response to something. Our ego wants to keep us safe and it wants to get us more good stuff, whatever it is. So when we have a really emotional, visceral response to something or when we're reacting to a stimulus, those are not really intuition. Intuition is that knowing, and it's very calm, unemotional. It says, go here, do this, say that. And we just know that that's what we are supposed to do. And it's very action oriented. Oh, I love that. I love how you broke that down and your mm -hmm. distinction of intuition being a very calm feeling, um, mm -hmm. you know, just that, that knowing and it's true. Mm -hmm. And I think a, to have it defined that way is helpful because it's sometimes be a hard thing to articulate, but I think you articulated it very well. <laughs> I've lived with it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it lives in that 90% of our brain that some call our unconscious mind, some call our subconscious mind. But what science is starting to discover is that major decisions, we are making 10 seconds before we are consciously registering them. 
Mm. So we are making our major decisions at a unconscious, intuitive level, and then we are consciously recognizing the decision, which means that the bulk of our important decisions, we are all making intuitively without realizing it. And that's what we call, and you may have heard this term, a confirmation bias. Mm. We make this decision and then we go find the data to back the decision we've already made at an unconscious level. Yes, that is so fascinating. Okay, so we're all operating from our intuitive place anyways, and then our like mind comes into play. Well, our our rational, conscious, linear mind. Right. It wants the the proof and the data and the, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. So if we're all operating initially from, from intuition, Yes. Then, you know, we could talk about that in terms of a business context. So why is mm-hmm. it really important for us to, you know, listen to our intuition in our, in our businesses? Oh, absolutely. Well, a lot of times as business owners, as leaders, I'm going to set aside managers, but, but the people who are really putting together the strategies and doing the visioning and, and the, the people who are steering the direction of an organization especially if it's an organization like my agencies that had creativity as a foundational component or um, Steve Jobs became a huge, huge advocate for in, intuitive business decision-making. Um, he, he was quoted over and over again about intuition. And so was Albert Einstein about how important it is for innovation, for creativity, right? That, that um, when we're doing those things, we are going beyond where the the um, proven methodologies are, where all the data and the resources are. And entrepreneurs are risk takers, right? So, so when we're leading the business, we have to make space for intuition and insight in ways that there isn't data to support. And then on the flip side, business leaders, executives, managers, directors, CEOs, C-suite, we all have to um, make decisions, difficult decisions. And COVID is a perfect example of difficult decisions without any data, right? I don't know what's coming next, right? Where um, the data's missing, I can't go get the data to make my decision. So I'm going to have to rely on my intuitive insight in order to even move forward at all. So it's definitely very powerful, especially when you're dealing with sort of the unknowns and in say entrepreneurship and and business, like there are so many unknowns, right? Absolutely. There's always unknowns, even when we think something certain. And again, you know, I I don't mean to make this the COVID episode, but, but COVID is a perfect example. We think everything's going along just so, and then all of a sudden, surprise, no one expected it. And the world turned on its ear for two years, essentially. Right, right. Or more. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah, we don't know exactly. We're we still know. in the unknown place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel like there's been so many times over my journey, you know, mm-hmm. growing a business where it's like, oh, that is really what 
being an entrepreneur is about. It's being able to constantly problem solve and pivot when things don't go your way or things go unexpectedly in a different direction. Mm -hmm. And so making that sort of link back to how important you know, intuition can play into dealing with those types of scenarios that you come face to face with quite frequently. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Every single day. If you're doing the deal, you're running into them all the time. Right. And when you can trust your intuition, then it becomes just one more extremely powerful tool that you have available to you that actually gives you an advantage if you know how to use it. Hey, Explorers, we'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I wanted to take just a few seconds to invite you to the free workshop that I created. It's called The Three Secrets to Starting Your Successful Podcast. Now, it's all about helping you to start your dream podcast so that you can share your voice and expand your business. If you want to join, just go to podcastandamplify.com. It's totally free. All right, friend, back to the show. Okay. So speaking of knowing how to use it, so let's talk about, you know, how can we hone that, you Mm. know, for our, for our advantage, how can we practice being just more intuitive in our business and even in our lives? Oh my goodness. Isn't that the, the important question of the day? Yes. A lot of different ways to, to, um, call it strengthen the connection between our conscious mind and our unconscious mind. Because that's really what you're doing. You're you're building a synapse in your brain where your linear mind can go in, get information from the unconscious mind and bring it forward into the conscious mind. That's what we're really trying to do, right? Okay. So so what what we can do is is practice any number of activities, when you combine them, they get stronger, that some people, some people may call uh, woo-woo, uh, but they've been around for a minute and a half in all cultures. And one of them is meditation. When we meditate, we create that space for the unconscious mind to come forward. Uh, and I, I won't even take our time to explain how to uh, do meditation because so many people, I think only 10% of us do meditation. And when we don't do it, it's usually because we say we can't do it. So I would, I would steer your audience to Insight Timer, which is a free app that is an amazing meditation app. Uh, another thing that we can do is to actually um, keep a dream journal. Again, a lot of people say they don't dream. They actually are just not remembering their dreams. We all dream if we don't get dream sleep. Believe it or not, we will die. They've done some unfortunate tests on animals that prove that that's the case. So um, so we must dream. And when we keep a dream journal, what happens is we're tapping into that unconscious mind and bringing those images and those symbols forward into our conscious mind. And you can start with just remembering bits and pieces. And by the time I was done with my first dream journal, I was remembering over 30 dreams a night. Wow. And there was more. I just ran out of time to write. You know? <laughs> so um, so that, that's another way. And, and another way is to really look at um, signs and symbols. Okay. And treat them as, as 
something to be uh, explored because there is that mass consciousness of all of this historical symbology that we all carry around with us. And when we see something, it's bringing, it, our seeing it is registering in the unconscious. So it's not necessarily looking for the validity of the sign or symbol, but what it's triggering for our unconscious mind. Oh, interesting. I would never mm -hmm. have thought of symbols. So do you mean like, like I have a friend who always sees like 444 on her clock. Exactly. Okay. That's, that's a perfect example of that. And so when I encourage people to really dig into those, when they see it and it captures their attention, I believe that the part of us that the attention is captured by is the unconscious, but our conscious mind is registering it. Got you follow it. what I'm saying? Yes. So rather than looking at it as, you know, the angels are speaking to us, which it's fine if that's what you prefer, but if you don't prefer that and it feels too woo-woo to you, think about what the unconscious mind is trying to communicate to you because it speaks non-verbally. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because I think, I feel like I do throughout my day or week, you know, there are those kind of, I don't know if they're coincidences or they're, they're just those things that cause you to go, huh? Exactly. And then usually, you know, you, you ignore them and go about your day. But you're saying to be curious about that. Yes, be curious about it. And then like, I will go and look up, you know, Dr. Google. <laughs> I will go and look up what, if say, 444 means. And then what I'm, what I'm listening for is which interpretation of it really resonates with me. Oh, that's what I need. Okay. Right? What I'm doing is I'm really having this dialogue back and forth with my conscious and my unconscious mind about what resonates. And I'm looking for that feeling in my body. And that's another way of really tapping into the intuition. Our body is like a tuning fork for what the intuition is telling us. Okay. And, and it's, a, it's a great way. Where do you feel that in your body? How does it feel? You know, does it make me tense up? Does it make me uh, feel more open? Your explanation of connecting, you know, subconscious to conscious mind, sort of building that bridge is very, like, like that's, that makes a lot of practical sense, I think. And mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. suggestions you gave were, yeah, de definitely doable. And it totally makes sense. Oh yeah. If you want to become, I guess, more of an intuitive being, then you do need to have that flow Muscle. through yeah through to your subconscious mm -hmm. right absolutely it's it's about building a muscle and what i find a lot of people make uh the mistake of doing um or <laughs> they get frustrated with is trying to jump from you know i did a couple of meditations now let me make a big life changing decision using my intuition right <laughs> and this is this is a process of practice and you're going to make those big decisions easier and better and faster and more accurately, truly, um, when you have been practicing tapping into your intuition in low risk situations. Which grocery line should I get in? Where is there a parking space for me in this busy parking mm, lot? You yes. know, which, which way should I take to get from point A to point B? What should I have for dinner? You know, just make it a game that you're playing all the time. So you're starting to recognize that voice. Right. Oh, I like that. Those are so many different easy ways to incorporate that into your life. 
I'm wondering if you have an example in your own life where this has come into play and has has helped you. How do you practice that in in your own life where you've seen a big difference or, or outcome that you you wanted? I'm going to give you a very you can't miss it <laughs> kind of intuition experience that I had that actually started me on my entrepreneurial career, but it also started me on my fascination with intuition. And I had been working um, at at a company where I was, I had not had a vacation in five years. (laughs) I uh, was working probably, I would say on average, I was working about a 12 hour day and I was working on the weekends. So it was uh, very intense. And I took my first vacation and we, we went to, uh, you know, a beautiful Southwestern destination, um, Sedona, Arizona. And um, I went up onto one of the, you know, kind of view areas, uh, they call them vortexes, one of the views and uh, sat down to meditate. And um, I hadn't really meditated much before, but everybody else was. So I was like, what the heck, right? So when I sat down to do that, I got what I call the download. And some people will get this like big, very noticeable hit. And some some people hear words. I did. Um, and no, I don't think I was hearing voices. But it, to me, it was an intuitive download. And it said, it's time to go out on your own. Mm. Wow. So when I came down, quote unquote, from the mountaintop, right? I call it my mountaintop experience. When I came down from the mountaintop, I immediately put into play because I knew it was what I was supposed to do. I knew without knowing how I knew. Um, and within 60 days, I had started my first agency. It was, that was one of my multi-million dollar agencies. I'd started my first agency. I had my first three clients already lined up. And you know, I was on my way because I followed that hit. Why do you think you were so open to being in that situation, mm-hmm. hearing it, and then going into action? Beautiful question. Because um, what happens for us, and one of the things that that we do when we don't trust our intuition is we are much more likely to overwhelm ourselves, which is what I was describing. Mm-hmm. And we don't create space for that intuitive hit. We're all operating in our linear conscious mind mm-hmm. and only in our conscious mind, which is exhausting, by the way. Right. And, um, and so what I did was I created space. I have a feeling that my intuition had been talking to me all along, right? Right. But I hadn't created that space for the intuitive thought to come forward. Right. And then when you did, it was like, boom. I, well, it was like, oh, here's, here's our moment. We better get her while she's on. Right, better here, make right? it impactful. <laughs> better make it work, right? <laughs> she's listening. Let's talk. Right. Um, so, so I do believe that there, and there is a, a, a sense of that that can, can really um, hit some people very quickly and, and very strongly when they start doing this intuitive strength building exercise. Right. Yeah. No, that's such a great story. And I'm glad it brought up the idea of needing to give yourself that space to fill into things. And if you're go, go, going, you know, you're not creating that space for yourself. Um, Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, Stacy, this has been a really incredible conversation. I've learned so much about intuition that I didn't know before. And I, I, I do feel like an intuitive person, but this really just kind of broke it down to like almost like a science way, which is super interesting to me. And yes. Yeah. And I know it will be to, to our listeners. Um, before we go, can you share with us where we can connect with you or how we can work with you? Fantastic. Thank you. Yes. Um, I am uh, doing a lot of incredible, powerful coaching with executive women, CEOs, founders who are really trying to grow their influence and their impact. Yes, this intuition work is a big part of what we do. And it is very exciting work. Uh, you can find me at Stacy Ruth says, S-T-A-C-E-Y. R-U-T-H-S-A-Y-S dot com. And I'm on all kinds of fun social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can find me there under Stacy Ruth. And please check out my first book, Own Your Own Ship, which is available on Amazon. Perfect. We will definitely uh, find you there and we'll link to all of these places in the show notes. But Stacy, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. Thank you. This has been a delightful conversation. If you love today's episode, please subscribe so you don't miss a show. And rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help support us. Always remember your voice and what you have to offer is needed in the world. Until next week, take care.